You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Hearing by the Word of God is the title of this devotion. And of course, that is one of the great spiritual graces that we receive as we surrender our life to Christ, that He opens our ear. I love what Isaiah prophesied about this in chapter 50 of Isaiah. He says, morning by morning, He opened my ear and granted me the ability to speak by His Spirit. You see, God is the one who gives you the ear to hear. And the hearing is so important for us to learn because many people don't realize this, that they are hearing, but they don't believe it because they don't know how the hearing comes. So I want to talk to you today, how do I get the hearing to be able to hear God speak to me? Well, look what it says here in Romans chapter 10, and you see. Romans 10 is a famous verse, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I mean, if I would ask some of the people who say, oh, I've never heard God speak to me, then I would say, well, do you have faith in God? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> well, how can you have faith in God unless you hear? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. What does that mean? It means that according to the covenant that God established with us in the blood of His Son, according to His promises, right? It says in Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10 that He writes, this is the covenant blessing in Christ, He writes His Word in our heart and in our mind. Christ, who is the Word, comes to live in our hearts and in our minds. That is the hearing. So in other words, I'll give you a little simple example. You're sitting in church, the pastor or minister is, is ministering the Word, and you are sitting there, wow, it's so alive, so powerful. When you leave the church, people say, oh, how was it? Oh, it was awesome, it was awesome. Oh, what did he say? Oh, I don't know, I don't know, it was awesome. What do you mean? It's not that you're not intelligent, as in, I don't know. No, you receive more than knowledge. You receive life. When you were hearing the Word, the Word, Christ, in you was bearing witness with the Word that was being spoken that this is the Word of God. The Apostle Paul writes this to Philemon. He says, when I spoke to you, you received what I said as the Word of God that is also effectively working in your lives. And so it is. It is the Word that I was speaking. You see, this is so important for you and me to learn. Why? Because our salvation has its evidences. And one of the great evidences of our salvation 
it says here in Romans chapter 10. And what does it say, the faith that comes from God? It says, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. That's in Psalm 32, Psalm 34. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord over all is rich to all. In other words, he's equally available to us all. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He says, the word is near you. It's in your heart the word of faith that we preach. And that's why you now believe with the heart that Jesus is Lord and the salvation that you're experiencing is that you are saying that he was raised from the dead and he is your Lord. Jesus said the same thing in a way that I love very deeply. One of my favorite chapters in the book of John, and I have to admit they all are, every chapter there, but one of my favorite chapters is chapter 5. Oh, how much I've learned from that chapter. Thank you, Lord, for your word. He says in chapter 5, verse 24, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Let me give you the paraphrase that came into my spirit as I kept praying that scripture and kept praying. The reason you can hear me speaking God's words to you is because his life is in you. And if his life is in you, this shows you are no longer under his wrath for you've already passed from death into life. And why is this so important? Well, go with me to chapter 8. Go to chapter 8 of John, right? And have a look here with me um, at verse, um, verse 43. Why do you not understand my speech, Jesus said to the people who believed but did not receive him. They, 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 yeah, he, he's like Nicodemus. We know that you've come from God, for no one can do the deeds that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus said, you cannot enter the kingdom unless you're born again. And that Nicodemus to begin with. Later, of course, he did, but didn't understand. And Jesus said, why do you not understand my speech? Because you're not able to listen to my word. You're not able to hear my word. Again, why do you not understand? Because you can't hear. You don't have the word living in your heart. I mean, he says that in John chapter 5, he says, you search the scripture and from them you have, you think you have eternal life, but these are they which testify about me, but may you will not receive. It shows you do not have the word living in you. It says that right there in John chapter 5. Why do you not understand? Because you cannot hear me. You cannot hear me. You don't have the word living in your heart. The hearing is the word living in your heart. 
And then he says here in verse 47 of John 8, he who is of God hears God's words. Therefore you do not hear because you're not of God. Wow. To me, I must have the hearing. And that means when the Spirit is speaking the Word, the Word is coming through the person speaking, I hear it. Oh, that was not just a word. I, I met, I met with, oh, I met with my, my father-in-law. He's, he's, his name is Cameron McConnell. He's married to, to my mother-in-law, to Ginny. And uh, oh my goodness, do I love this man. And I was sitting having, having a cup of coffee with him just a few weeks ago. And my goodness, what came out of him was the living word living in his heart. I mean, everything inside of me was just woo glory. I said to Virginia recently, uh, later, I said to Virginia after I met with him, I said, honey, he could not speak the way he spoke if it was not the spirit in him giving him the utterance, if it wasn't the word living in him. That's the hearing. That is the hearing of God. John then, so number one, you see how important it is we have the hearing? Because that shows we are of God. And then Jesus says here in John chapter 10, verse 27 and 28, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Oh, how wonderful this is. How wonderful this is. When you begin to realize, I can hear God. I can hear God. And I know that this can cause so many people, to, well, you can hear God? Yeah. Well, how do you, how do you know you can hear God? Because when the pastor was speaking this morning, I heard the Holy Spirit speaking through him. And the word in me jumped up with joy. Oh, every word that was spoken was life and healing to my innermost being. That is the hearing, dear friends. Be encouraged, you have the hearing. Another point, okay? First Corinthians, I won't get make it too long with you, but I do find this quite an exciting thing to share with you today. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. As it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of him which is in a man Again, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the, of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, 
but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. But the natural man, the man who doesn't have the Holy Spirit, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is not is rightly judged by no one. For, we, for who knows the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. While there's a lot to be said here, what is most important for you to realize, what is the hearing? It's the word, a life a life in you, living in your heart. The word that is spirit to life. Jesus said in John 6, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. Verse 63, all oh, glory, glory, glory to Jesus who has written, infused, rooted within our hearts is what that means. When it says written means it's infused, it's, it's ingrained, it's rooted in our hearts and minds. The life the spirit life of his word, which is living and active and powerful, never loses its power, <laughs> never. You know, many years ago, when my mama and papa were going through many, many painful trials in the early 90s, uh, or maybe late 90s, uh, they were going through horrific trials. And uh, probably 92, 93, or 94, 95, I can't remember now. I went to go see my mom, and my mom was shining. Oh, my father had such sweet, beautiful green eyes. He would say, oh, Robert, we love God, and God loves us. I'm so happy, all is good. Not good, still good. That's what he would say. My mom, she looked at me with her blue eyes. She said, Robert, what these people don't understand is that you cannot kill what is eternal. You see, the forces of hell will come against those who are godly at times, but they have no power over us because the Word, Christ, is living in our hearts and minds, and He is our shield. He is our exceedingly great reward. He is the life by which we have victory over sin and death and all the powers of the devil. Oh, I want to encourage you today. Let the word of Christ dwell richly, as Paul would say in Ephesians, in your hearts. And let your hearts rise up to God with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, giving thanks to God. For there is no power in hell, there is no power in this world that can prevail against you, for greater is he that is in you. Cling to that old rocket cross and exchange it someday for a crown and sing the praises of him who loved you and gave himself for you. And be not afraid, be not afraid, be not afraid. Two closing statements. If you will hear what the Holy Spirit is saying, do not let your hearts grow hard. Jesus said to the church in the book of Revelations, seven times he said it. Hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's so important. You keep your heart tender. And maybe you say, Pastor Robert, my heart is 
grown a bit hard. I don't hear, I don't hear. What do I do? Get on your knees, say, Savior, you are the living word in my heart. Revive me, renew me, refresh me. And I guarantee you, he is more ready to renew and refresh you inwardly daily, 2 Corinthians 4.16, than you are willing to be refreshed and renewed. And he will refresh you and renew you and restore to you the full hearing. And your hearing will be so clear that the slightest whisper of the Spirit will be joy forevermore and life in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good day.